a womanizing millionaire playboy flying around in his helicopter and picking up chicks and cats. A lot of cats. We watched Night of a Thousand Cats. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. With me is my co- buddy, my co-host, my loyal subject, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this fine, fine Sunday afternoon? Uh, I'm doing okay, man. Um, I had, I got the second vaccine shot, the booster shot, so I am... 100% vaccinated, feeling pretty good about that, pretty excited, but I am feeling a little down, like residual side effects. I got it yesterday, so I'm a little dragging ass a little bit, man. I'm sorry to hear that, but hey, you know, yeah. you're vaccinated now. You yes. ain't dirty no more. Yes. Well, I was never dirty. <laughs> I was always clean. Now I'm pristine. All right. Um I don't really have much to, I think, anything to really talk about before we jump into this, uh, this, this week's movie. So I think we're just going to go ahead and go. Um, this week we're doing Night of a Thousand Cats. Uh, I will say this. I am super excited to do this movie. This movie <laughs> has been on my to-do list since we started the podcast five years ago. Because... The backstory is Aaron found this on DVD probably like seven, eight, maybe 10 years ago somewhere. Oh, no, it was 2006. 2000. Oh, oh shit. I didn't realize you had that long. Okay. So, actually, no, probably 2005. Okay. But you, I think you picked up when you were still working at um, FYE. Yes, I managed the FYE. Uh, for those who don't know, it was a movie music store. Fucking awesome. I love that job. It was great. Um, wow. But, you know, you had to do the inventory, unbox the boxes, and put the new product on the shelves. And, you know, we always had kitschy, weird-ass DVDs from time to time. And I came across Night of a Thousand Cats for two ninety nine, And I'm like, yep, I'm buying this. <laughs> um, and so he watched it, or I believe he watched it the first time. I did. I and did. Yeah. he said, this is terrible. It's garbage. And... And years, years later, I ended up borrowing it from him because like, dude, this is so bad. You have to see it. And I never got around to watching it on DVD, but I knew it was going to be bad. Uh, the DVD, I still have in my possession somewhere, but it got, I think got boxed up and so I'm just um, storage locker or something. So I've never actually seen it. And then when we did the podcast, like, oh, I want to do that movie, but we're never going to find that again. To get a second copy of the DVD, one for each of us, or be able to track this down. So, like, well, whatever. And then, front of the show, Mr. Nachos McWerewolf from Here Comes the Spooky, one of the Dukes of Spook, he just randomly texts us in our, our little multi person text conversation, 
like, dudes, have you seen this Nine Thousand Cats movie? It's uh, it's on Tubi right now. I was and I did, I was like, what? No way. So that's why. Thanks to Tubi, and apparently it is actually on Amazon now too. If you want to rent it or buy it, but you can watch it for free on Tubi. And so I just stopped what we were doing this month and said, we're doing this movie <laughs> right now. Um, and I'm so excited to do it. Um, yeah. Thanks a lot. Nachos. Way to go, pal. <laughs> got um, Marshall's boner up and now yeah, he can't it. get rid of it. Um, apparently this is a, a, it's a foreign movie. Uh, it's also go, goes under the name blood feast, which is not to be confused with blood freak blood beat or the 1963 movie Blood Feast, or the 2016 <laughs> Blood Feast. So, um, that's that's a that's a lot of feasting on blood. We're uh, yeah, it is. Know, the, the horror world has been doing. Yep. Um, so now you think, you think they'd cats. have an appetite for something else? <laughs> um, this one, Nine Thousand Cast, was released in November of 1974. Uh, written by Rene Cardona. Jr. and Mario A. Zarkarius, directed also by Rene Cardona Jr. Uh, this guy's got 99 credits as a director from 1964 all the way up to 2002, including movies like The Bermuda Triangle, Tintoria, Killer Shark, uh, Guiana, Cult of the Damned, and then Guns and Guts, which that's just a fun title. I do um, like that one, yeah. But they're pretty much all foreign movies. He's a foreign movie director, a Mexican. Yeah, when you say foreign movies, I I wouldn't, you know, I remember watching this in 2006 and I wasn't, or pardon me, 2005, and I wasn't super duper into horror at the time. Uh, but now, after watching like a lot of Fulci movies and uh, uh, the Italian Giallos, I thought, I was like, oh, I think this is an Italian film. But when I watched it, it's a Mexican film. Yeah, it's actually Mexican. Um, yeah, which is a rarity. Yes. Uh, so that, yeah, the guy does, he's deaf. Rene Cardona does a lot of Mexican, Hispanic, uh, uh, foreign, those type of foreign movies. Um, I said, so you can find it on Tubi, Amazon, and possibly I saw something about being on the new Pluto TV platform, whatever that is. I don't have that one. I don't watch it, but supposedly it's there too. Uh, the cast, I'm only going to mention three people. Even though you probably have never heard of any of them, but our main guy Hugo is also played by Hugo Stiglitz. Um, he's got Stiglitz. two two hundred and fifty nine credits, so he's done some serious work. All foreign films. The only one maybe somebody's might have seen or heard about in the horror world is a movie called Zombie Apocalypse. Um, then we have Kathy, uh, played by Anjanette Angine- Comer. Um, She's got 62 credits, uh, pretty much all TV movies from the 70s and 80s and some one-and-done TV spots. And then Krista, played by Krista Linder. Uh, the only reason I mentioned her is because she was Miss Austria in 1962. So <laughs> that's really about it. That's all you need to know. Right. Austria. Austria. Yeah, not Mexico or Colombia or anything in Central or South. Yeah, Austria. Interesting. Yeah, man. And uh, it's I find it interesting that... The names of the characters often match the names of the people playing. Yes, I thought that was odd too. Yeah, that's really lazy or (laughs) or a hell of a coincidence. Right. Like we. So here's a. (laughs) We we have the actors, the cast. Here's the characters. We're only going to cast people if their names match the characters. Fuck that. The noise (laughs) of the if they're good actors, they don't match the names. We ain't hiring them. 
But, so uh, I don't know if you have this in trivia or not, but I'm going to go ahead and just say it. Hugo Stieglitz is a character in Inglorious Bastards. I did, he not, is have the, I did not know. He is, uh, if, if you've seen Inglorious Bastards, there's the German Nazi who becomes a Nazi killer himself, and his name is Hugo Stieglitz. They burst him out of jail to kill more Nazis. It's kind of like this badass. But huh. apparently Quentin Tarantino liked the actor, Hugo Stieglitz, and get it like did a little tribute name for him. <laughs> did not know that. That did not come up in the trivia that I, I didn't find any, really. So that's cool. Did not know that. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. All right. So let's get into this. Uh, uh, Nine of a Thousand Cats. Meow. Meow. Um, but I actually have my cat right next to me right now. Um, we open. Let's see if I can give him a meow. 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 No, he's just sniffing. Okay. We open with several scenes of our main guy, Hugo, and some brunette bikini-clad chick just galvanizing around, just galvanizing around. They're just living it up. Uh, Galvanizing? Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Galvanizing. Galvanizing. There you go. Uh, They're they're making out on a beach at sunset. They're waking up from a night of passionate lovemaking, boating and water skiing, horseback riding along a beach and in the ocean. So just all this stuff. It is romantic as fuck. Yeah, it is. Like, my panties got wet. Like, damn, that's some romantic shit. Um, Then it cuts to him on a beach with a new girl. This one's blonde, so that girl's just gone already. (laughs) He's not (laughs) Are you to a new girl. Blonde girl. Then it cuts again. Let me just say, this movie is brought to you by the word cut. (laughs) Get ready for (laughs) lots and lots of cuts. (laughs) Um, so, uh, the two, the, these, the blonde girl and Hugo are swimming in naked in a, they're skinny dip and making out in a pool. Next, we see them sleeping naked in this odd looking bed. It's like, it's cut into a wall or something. It looks it like a bed. Really, yeah. Really strange. Yeah. It looks like the type of bed you would t- maybe see on like a boat, like in a cabin on a boat, but they're not on a boat. Um, so it's just weird. And then we cut two of them actually being on a boat where she tells them that, uh, I want to stay with you forever, and Hugo says, "Well, on that we agree. But I want you to st- I want you to stay in a place where no one can touch you. For example, a crystal cage." And then he holds up this brandy snifter to the camera, and it's such an odd like camera shot. It's so it's like one of those like weird like early 3D movies, like one of those things like hold it up right to the camera, like trying to pull off like a weird 3D effect. Like here's my you're gonna look through this crystal this glass. And then the shot reverses, and he and it's the camera looking through the glass at the girl who looks like this fishbowl effect. It's some this weird movie. Camera. Is lousy with a couple things. Obviously, cats, but <laughs> helicopters. Oh, we haven't even gotten to that yet. We're, don't spoil that part. But all right. But it's it's just constant. It's yeah, constant. There's so many weird camera shots and angles in this too, and it's it's an oddity. Um. So, um, and so many of the, the camera moves and angles, they just look awkward and forced. So they don't, none of them really seem natural, but anyway, and like Aaron said, okay, we'll just get out of the way. I hope you like helicopters or helicopter shots because holy fuck are you going to get a ton of them. This movie's like 70% helicopter shots. Um, so, and speaking of which, that's where you, we cut to Hugo flying, the blonde girl around over the city in his helicopter while wearing like wearing sunglasses and like a crocodile Dundee hat. 
Uh, <laughs> Dude, you're right. I didn't, I didn't even think about it, but you're totally right. Uh, he flies her to his remote mon- mountaintop compound, which ends up being some kind of like ancient monk monastery or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's like a monastery built in the 1600s. They yeah. later explain it. It's it's a big compound. It's huge, and from the outside, it looks completely uninhabitable. Like there's no way anybody'd be living in this thing right now. Yeah, um, it looks like it's it's more like ruins almost. Yeah, it, you know, like, there's like parts crumbling. <laughs> so they land, and Hugo has to knock on his own front door and wait to be let in, uh, which is kind of weird. Like, it's your place, but you have to wait to be let in. Uh, and then, like, the tiny, like, hole, like, little peephole door opens up in the door and from the inside. And here's another odd camera shot where the peephole opens and we see the girl standing there. And the camera does this dramatic zoom in on her eyes accompanied by, like, this dramatic music thing. It's, again, very odd because it's, like, she's just standing there. It's not like she's the villain, but it's, like, zoom, da, da, da. And it's so odd. I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Um and we get in, and here we get introduced to Hugo's manservant Butler, who looks like the old wrestler Conan from WCW back in like the '90s and 2000s. He uh, kind of does. He yeah, totally actually, does. This is, my thought was he kind of looks like a Mexican Tor Johnson from Plan Nine from Outer Space. Yeah, yeah, eh, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. I can kind of see that too. That's kind of where I thought. That's where I, my brain went. went to Conan. That was the first thing he went was Conan, but. You, you're animal. totally right. He does. He does look a lot like fucking Conan from <laughs> WCW. I just, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, his name's Dorgo or Drago or Dorgo or something like that. I think it's Dorgo. Yeah. Yeah. And he walks around a very pronounced limp. So fuck it. I just call him Gimpy Conan. 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 Whatever. <laughs> um, as Hugo leads the blonde girl around his complex, she tells him that Gimpy Conan scares her. She's like, he scares me. He freaks me out. And Hugo tells, says that Conan is a fine butler and as faithful as a cat. So he's not faithful Which... at all because no one in the history of man has ever linked cats and loyalty. Dogs, yes, that's well known. But no, I've never in my life has ever used the phrase faithful as a cat. And cats are well known to be kind of fickle. flighty, fancy, you <laughs> yes. know. Yeah, fickle. You know, they'll do what they want to do. They're yeah. not going to sit there like they don't come to you all the time when you call them. You know, they're going to do what they want to do. Yeah. So unless you're like mean as an insult, like oh he's as faithful as a cat, I mean he's not faithful at all. <laughs> but it's just a that's such a weird line. I, I know this movie's called Night of a Thousand Cats, but that's just it's so odd. Um, so speaking of which, we're like. Um, that's the, all the dialogue. That's literally it. We are 10 minutes in this movie and there's been five lines of dialogue. I shit you not. Uh, I've actually quoted like the entire movie so far. That's insane. So you have 10 minutes of basically just music and like establishing shots and people flying around in helicopters and five quick lines of dialogue in 10 minutes. It's so bizarre. It's, you do get to see the girl's butt. It's you pretty do nice. Get, you, there's actually quite a bit of butt shots and 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 well, mostly butt, not a whole lot of boobs, but mostly just butts and side boob. Um, so nice she, butts, though. They are nice. Yes. Hugo explains that he inherited Conan along the. So he not only did he inherited a monastery, he inherited a human being. That's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know you could leave humans 
in a will to other people. Like, I will well, you my butler. The thing, <laughs> it's so yeah, hot. That is really strange. <laughs> um, but he's like, yeah, I inherited this, him with the monastery, which, like Aaron said, was mentioned is back in the 1600s. Uh, he tells the girl that over the generations, all of his previous family members were collectors. They collected stamps. He literally says stamps. Weapons, art, but he donated all of it to a museum, which is bullshit because later. Um, and that his collection is all going to be the most special of them all. I'm going to have the most specialist collection ever. Um, <laughs> he's, he's, he's kind of following the Indiana Jones uh, type there. It belongs in a museum. Yeah. <laughs> um, then they head down. They head to a, a small room where they sit down for a nice dinner. And God, the dialogue is so odd and weird. And it's just, it's so spaced out. And when they do speak, it, it, it just seems so, um, God, just like, so just fucking out of the blue. Like, it just doesn't make sense, you know? Um, well, it's weird. It's weird. The actors don't seem like they want to be there. Yeah. You know, like, they, they are just folding it in. You can tell they're just like, Ugh. like. They're not getting either. They're not getting any direction, or they're just like, "Fuck this movie." Every, there's no, there's that. no emotion. Everybody's flat. It's very, very kind of blah. And again, it's foreign. Maybe it's dub, but like the dialogue, it, they say a line, and then there's like just long gaps of silence before the next line. And a lot of times, the next line is so random or doesn't have it. It's not like the natural progression of a conversation. It's so weird. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just so odd. Um, but the girl asks if anyone else lives here. And Hugo says, oh, some charming and silent guests, which you'll meet after dinner. Uh, in comes Gimpy Conan with a tray of food. Hugo and the girl sit down to eat. More long, drawn-out moments of silence as Conan just serves them their meal. And they sit there in silence just looking at each other. That's got to be fucking awkward as hell. This is like a first date. Because it seems to be. It's so weird. Um... Hugo tells her that Conan is a master chef and that his specialty is meat. Um, yeah, it is. <laughs> so I, that's another weird thing. My specialty is meat. Um, yeah. And then it's just more silence as they, they sit there and awkwardly eat in silence. It's so. You've never tasted anything so wonderful. So delicious. Um, the science is broken by a white cat that leaps up on top from on the table from out fucking nowhere. Just. Meow! Uh, Hugo grabs a cat, and god damn, is this hard to watch if you're an animal lover. Uh, now, most people know about grabbing a cat, like, by the back of the neck, like, right in the scruff. And that's kind of normal. That's how mom, you know, they carry their kittens around. But that's not what happens here. I'm not even sure how to accurately describe this. But Hugo violently grabs a cat with one hand by its, like, its back skin, like, right along the spine or something. Like, just grabs, like, the loose back skin. And just carries the cat like that, at like full arm extended down by his side, just dangling this cat by its back skin. Um, this poor cat's like, meow, meow. it's not happy. You get to, it's probably hurting like hell. <laughs> um, and so he's uh, howling and, and meowing as it's in pain. Uh, Hugo's like, I'll be right back. And the girl's like, don't leave me here. I'll come with you. The girl follow, follows Hugo out of the room. They enter this large room. And in the center of it is this giant chain link cage that holds like another hundred cats or so. There's like hundred, at least a hundred cats in there. And they're all like, meow, meow, meow. It's, it's a, just a 
giant cacophony of cats going crazy. Um, so Hugo walks up to the cage, and I'm not joking when I say this or over-exaggerating at all. Hugo chucks the cat like a good 10 or 12, 15 feet up in the air and over this cage. And the cat's like, <laughs> as it's thrown through the air. And Hugo, he throws this cat like it's a fucking grenade. Like, it's just like this overhand, like, whoosh. He launches this cat. And it goes, like, up 15 feet and, like, out another 25 feet over the cage. And he's, In slow motion. Yes, and you see the cat spinning and twisting and meowing and howling. He's like, meow. And he, he lands on his feet, of course, because it's a cat. But he lands, like, in the cage with, like, these hundreds of other cats. Uh, and they're all going crazy and meowing and pawing at the cage. Some are trying to climb the cage. And again, the camera does this like dramatic zoom in on the girl's eyes. So many of these zooming shots in this movie. Just zoom in on the girl's eyes. And then it just cuts to a close-up of a taxidermy cat. As Hugo hands uh, the girl the largest fucking brandy snifter I've ever seen in my life. Seriously, this she it ha, she has to use two hands to hold this thing to drink from it. It's it's like it's a fucking comic, official, it's comically huge. It's Gigantic. comically huge. Like I, I remember my one of my roommates in college had a snifter like that, and we just kept like uh, bottle like you know we'd tear off the beer tabs. And yeah, it it's in like there. something you put like wine corks in or collect things. It, right, it's not meant. For, it's like so big. It's not meant for drinking out of. But she's, it's hilarious. It's, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if at the time this was like kind of a, a way to show, you know, like of, of elegance, but it just looks ridiculous. I mean, it just looks so hard ridiculous. to drink out. You'd lift up, and I'm just imagining like, the opening, the glass, so like you just like, it would just pour all over you. It's so big. Now, I know snifters are designed to open up and let like cognac or brandy or whatever you're drinking, yes. like breathe and, and you can swirl, swirl around. around. But yeah. you don't need a fucking fishbowl. Yeah, <laughs> it's a goddamn fishbowl. <laughs> um, so then Hugo takes her on a tour of the rest of the place. He leads her down some stairs and it looks like they're going down like into like legit like catacombs. And like, Dude, it looks like cave. they're going to go see the Crypt Keeper. Yes. Go see Crypt Keeper, you know? Like the catacombs underneath Paris or something like that. It's like, what the fuck? And he brings her to some like these locked gates and these stone walls. Like It's like a goddamn medieval dungeon down here that he's leading her through. And he goes to this room. And turns it's like a trophy room. It's filled with various killed and stuffed animals. There's all these mounted animal heads along the wall. There's a giant mounted polar bear in a corner. And all along the walls are, are gun racks and guns hanging over the wall. Which, even though he just said all the weapons he donated to a museum, this lying motherfucker. There's guns everywhere in this room. Um, Hugo tells them that they were all killed and stuffed by his grandfather. And she has his back to him, and he pulls this red sheet off of this stuff that's on a table. It's something that was covered up by a red sheet. He pulls the sheet off to reveal three severed heads in glass containers floating around like water or something. And there's a fourth container next to him. That fourth container is empty. The girl turns around, gasping at the side of their heads, notices the empty fourth container, starts to back away. Hugo tells her, don't be afraid. They're only made of wax. And the girl says, they're horrible and I want to leave. 
But Hugo just like fuck that. He just starts making out with her. That will yeah, shut up and calm her down. I'm just gonna make out with you. Talk about the power of persuasion, man. <laughs> yeah. he's just like come here, you. I'm just gonna make out with you right now. And she just melts into his arms. Yeah, she no, does. No problem. <laughs> Everything's cool because Hugo's giving me the smoochies. Yep. And while they're making out, Hugo then grabs her by the neck and strangles her with her own scarf. And again, we get one of these like nearly insta kills from a strangulation we've seen in many of these horror movies. It's like it takes a lot longer to strangle somebody to death than in like two seconds, which is basically what happens in this movie. It's just she's insta. It's pretty bad. It's yeah. Um, and then we just cut to Hugo in a fancy robe, like his fancy Playboy smoking jacket robe, um, on a balcony ledge above the cat cage. Uh, he stands there tossing handfuls of, like, raw, grinded-up meat down to the cats. Um, and then he eats a piece. He, he actually gets fed a piece of raw meat from Conan, who comes <laughs> up with, like, a, like, like a stick, like, this, like a silver, like, a uh, uh, shish kebab stick or something. Stabs a piece of meat on it and feeds it to Hugo. And he was like, ah. And they do, like, a close-up of yeah. his mouth. I mean, it's, yep. like, right on his mouth. And I'm like, ugh. You know, it's it's kind of gross yeah um yeah and he's just chucking this handful of meat out there there's handful after handful of meat just tossing it to the cats and they keep showing like a close-up of him slowly plunging his hand into meat like yeah. you know what meat that is that's human meat yeah uh it's people <laughs> um so then uh now we jump to hugo back in his helicopter just flying around enjoying the sights um, while Hugo's flying around, we see Gimpy Conan dragging a large sack through the estate grounds and over to a large outdoor stone furnace. Uh, he opens the hatch, shoves the sack into the fire, um, and as he does, the blonde girl's scarf falls out of the sack, which he picks up, smells, and decides to keep for himself. You know what? I gotta say... Gimpy Conan, probably the best actor in the movie. <laughs> the guy who doesn't even speak. Because yeah. he at least he smiles, he reacts, he has different facial expressions. That's true. Because no one else does. No, Hugo's facial expressions like never fucking change. It's like his whole face is just paralyzed in the same expression throughout the whole movie. It's like uh, that motherfucker had boats. It's like he's one of the housewives. He's got yeah. so much Botox, <laughs> like, he can't even smile. Exactly. Um, so, uh, so I'm a little confused here at this point because... Obviously, that what what was supposed to be in that sack, right? Because we're, we're supposed to assume that the blonde girl's body, which Conan was burning, you know, to dispose of, was in the sack. But then we also see, assume that the meat Hugo's feeding the cats is the girl's gr grinded up body too. So which is it? Did they grind her and feed her to the cats, or did they shove her into the furnace? Because that sack is huge. It's like human size. So there's yeah. no like. It's so like what? Like, did they? I don't I mean, get it. I understand you got to get rid of like bones and parts you don't use and organs, but the bag is going to be way smaller. Way small. Yeah. If it's just bones and stuff, then you could fit that in like a hefty garbage bag. I mean, Dexter did that shit all the time. There's one garbage <laughs> bag thrown in the ocean. You're good. This is like a giant, like, like six foot long sack or at least four, four to five feet long. Maybe um, he's got some other garbage in there. You know, he's maybe, just, maybe just, just, just taking one trip. He's just making <laughs> one trip. Um, so anyway, so yeah. Uh, we go back to Playboy Hugo Stark here, flying around and spying on women. Like, guys, I'm not kidding. This shit gets fucking bonkers 
It's so fucking insane. I mean, the balls and sheer narcissism of this Hugo guy is off the charts. He's basically just cruising around and looking for chicks like guys did back in like the 50s or 60s. Or hell, even in the 80s when they would drive around to all the local hot spots in town in their souped up car, leaning out the window trying to pick up chicks. Only he's doing that in a fucking helicopter. That's what's happening throughout this whole movie. He's seriously scoping out women who are sunbathing in their backyards just by hovering over them. And not like 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 hundreds of feet up. No, he comes like right down to like 10 feet above their head and just hovers over them while they're laying there sunbathing. Like this is insane. Shit's flying around yeah. everywhere. They're like covering their ears. Their and hair's blowing all in their face. Towels are flowing everywhere. And, and they're just like, oh, you scam. Yeah, he, he does this. He flies all over town doing this to various girls. Um, he comes. He's got and, like a peeping Tom routine. Yeah, here. like it's, it's insane. It's insanity. And it's fucking awesome. Like I can't. I was, my mouth, I, I can't wrap my head around. It was, it was so crazy. It's just so cool. Um. So he comes to this large, rich family's house where he spots a young girl waving to him by the pool. And we're talking like eight years old, maybe ten. Um, the mother of the girl comes uh, comes over to her, and they both stand there looking up and waving at Hugo, like, hi. And the mother has this big, like, fuck me smile on her face. She's like, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, she's getting wet. She's got the fuck me smile. She's a lake from the waist down. Yes, Hugo then lowers the chopper over their pool. Like, it seriously looks like he's going to land in their pool. That's how it, low he's, he gets. He's literally feet above their pool. And, like, you can see water spray. Like, yeah. mist, fine mist flying around. And the shit's just flying all over. And they're just standing there like, oh, hi. hi, hi. Like, what the fuck, you goddamn terrorist? Yeah. <laughs> it's, he's, he's a fucking suburban terrorist right now. And they've never, they don't know who this guy is. They've never seen him before. And there's like, hi. And then he just right, flies right back straight up into the air. Um, it, it's, it's so great. And the mom tells the dog, hey, let's go say goodbye to your father. Um, but does Hugo just fly off? Nope. He's just hovering above them, watching as the father drives away. And do it. I love how the father gives. He doesn't give zero fucks. Zero he just doesn't fuck. care. He's oblivious. He like glances at a helicopter once, like, huh? Look at that. Fucking helicopter. All right, not gonna imagine that there's a helicopter hovering over my house, staring weirdly at my wife and child. But I gotta oh, go. Shit. Bye. Um, so Hugo finally moves on after the mother and daughter going back into the house. So he moves on. He's gonna go stalk some other wo- woman. So he comes to this, now he comes to like this high-rise apartment building, like some like penthouse type style shit. And he spots a naked, uh, dark-haired lady exiting her bathroom, covering up just with wearing a towel, basically. She's coming out of the shower. And again, he just hovers outside her bedroom window and watches her as she's basically naked coming out of the shower and starts blowing her kisses. And she's just like, hmm. And it's so odd. <laughs> It's this is it's the craziest shit, man. And he, first of all, again, you're in a helicopter. Like, there's no way he'd really be able to see that clearly in there. Like, I guess he's got to be so close to that building to be able to see her, and for her to actually see him in the cockpit blowing kisses at her. The the distance would be have to be so close together that it would be like 
completely unsafe and, and almost impossible to do that. Um, but it happens. So then we cut the Hugo and Conan playing chess on the roof of one of the parts of his monastery. They're literally sitting in chairs on a fucking roof, and it's domed. It's not a flat roof. It's like a domed roof they're sitting in chairs on. The chairs are slanted, like leaning backwards, and they're trying to play chess on the roof of his monastery home. It's and Hugo's crazy. smoking a hookah. It's not, it's not a hookah. They're just fancy pipes. They're giant oh, I pipes. I swore it was a hookah. No, it, he's, he's a pipe smoker. Um, where were they? Uh, so anyway... Um, it's a two-foot-long pipe, though. It's long and skinny. It's, like, two feet long. Um, now, judging from the layout of the chessboard, Conan has been kicking Hugo's fucking ass. Because there's, like, eight to ten white pieces that Conan's playing to Hugo's, like, four black pieces. Yet, somehow, Hugo makes one move and puts Conan into checkmate, which, again, based on the board layout, should be impossible. It's not, there's no way. It's just, if you know it's chess, it's not going to happen. Then we go right back to Hugo in his helicopter again. And he goes back to the mother who we saw earlier, who is now laying poolside in a bikini. Hugo flies so low to her that the helicopter's landing skids actually dip under the pool water. They touch down into the pool. That's how close he is hovering over this chick in a fucking helicopter. And she's right there. She's right there next it's to the pool. So dangerous. It's so, so yes, dangerous. So dangerous. <laughs> um, so the woman, she gets uh, her hair's blowing all over her face, and she jogs away. Hugo rises up out of the water, back flies back up into the air, and he flies off. That's it. He's like doing touch goes. He's just torment, again, terrorizing these people with this helicopter. <laughs> like, there's no, hey, how you doing? Let me lay this. Let me come down and buzz you and fly off, basically. <laughs> and this is how supposed to. Eardrums are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how is this supposed to win women over? It's like, this is like the equivalent of like, oh, like, like a 12 year old boy, like, trying to like show off to like his 12 year old crush by doing like, let me show Wheelies. you my awesome wheelie on my BMX bike. Let me show this oh. off. And but I turn new wheelies the, or the, jumps on it. <laughs> the chicks just line up for Hugo, man. He's just slaying puss left and right. <laughs> well, he torments it's the so city crazy. with his helicopter. So uh, he, he goes out and finds another pretty girl who he hovers over. This time, it's... This blows my fucking mind. I love this. Like, he literally tosses a rope ladder out of the helicopter and, like, was waves like, come on up. <laughs> Climb this ladder. <laughs> and, and get on up here with me. And she at least has the smart. She's like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, but, I'm not fucking Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but she's like, no, I'm not climbing up there. I'm not crazy. Because, but, uh. It does still work on her because she starts using hand signals to basically relay her phone number to him using her fingers that like enhance signals. Yeah, she's like four, two, five, four, five, five zero. Yeah, yeah like and, and he's mimicking him back. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's four, two, zero. And he's like, <laughs> why did oh, they have to oh, do that? Yeah. Why <laughs> and it's so crazy. It's fucking bonkers. But I can't help but love it at the same time. Like I've, 
it's crazy. It, it's wow, it's wild. Then it cuts to Hugo sitting on a motorcycle now, stroking his mustache while the and he's basically he's stalking the mom again. He's sitting outside their their house, watching the mother who helps her daughter onto the school bus. And keep in mind, like you see stuff in movies, where, like people are staking out a house in a car, like maybe like across the street or maybe half a block down, trying to be or in, like in, kind of in the alley. Yeah, or something. like being hidden incognito. That ain't Hugo style. He's doing it in blatantly plain sight, like 20 feet away from on a loud revving motorcycle. <laughs> just. Dude, it's, it's kind of on brand. It's kind of on brand. He's doing his fucking helicopter. Yeah. Right. He's, so it's, it's, it's on brand. Yeah. He's in your face. He gives zero fucks. Zero fucks. Like, yeah, fuck. like I'm, I'm watching you. <laughs> and so. Um, the b- girl gets, yeah, girl gets in the school bus. Um, the bus leaves. The mom gets in her car, drives away, drives right past Hugo. Who, like I said, is like, I don't know, 10 feet from her when. Yeah. They, they don't even like exchange glances. No. She just drives right drive past by. like she doesn't see him. Yeah. Which is bullshit. Uh, and then Hugo turns around and follows her and like drives after her. And she's like the whole time she's looking in the rear view mirror at him as he's like chasing her down on his motorcycle. He's not like, again, not trying to hang back or be sly about it. He's like right tail, right on her ass and on his motorcycle following her wherever she goes. There's some creepy fucking shit, man. But somehow the girls love him in this. Um, and to get even weirder, like he, the point that he's truly stalking her and following her, we cut to her, the mom at a golf course like at a driving range, hitting golf balls, and in the driving range spot right next to her is Hugo hitting golf balls. Where did he get golf clubs from? He was on a motorcycle. You can't carry a golf bag on a motorcycle, but there he is hitting golf clubs, you know, balls with his clubs, and it's insanity. He's like flexing his golf game at her. Like, yeah, look at me. I'm Tiger fucking Woods. And... She's standing there watching him, like, flex his golf game at her. And each ball he hits is, like, getting closer to the hole. Like, he hits one, it's, like, four feet away. It's the second one, it's two feet away. Like, he's, you know, progressively getting better. And she's just watching him and loving it. Like, oh, he's so manly. And you can see in her eyes that with each ball he hits, like, her panties are getting more and more moist with each hit. Uh, Hugo looks over at her. She, she likes her sharp teeth sharp and her b-hole moist. Yeah. Hugo looks over at her and they both stand there looking at each other for a minute. Uh, and then there's a quick shot, like two golf balls that go into the hole at the same time, which is like, oh, okay, that's a weird, like, okay, he's, that's just odd. Um, kind of like, it's yeah, a it's not like, so like, subtle. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. Gonna get fucked. Yeah, they're getting, she's getting her hold in one or something. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, uh, at least, at least an eagle, okay? Yeah, at least an eagle. Um, so we go back to Hugo in his chopper again, hovering over the mo- mother's house. I, 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 this is like the third time now she, he's stalking her again. And she comes outside wearing a bikini. Now Hugo tosses a baby doll out of his cockpit that has a tiny parachute attached to it. The doll falls down to into the arms of the daughter who stands there and waves up to Hugo like, hi. 
And um, it, it, what am I saying? I don't know. So again, the mom sploosh. She just was like, yeah. God damn, this guy's game is strong. Yeah. And, and the Hugo locks eyes with the mother, who, by the way, still has no name. We don't know what her fucking name is. Not that it matters. So the mom just looks up at him and shakes her head at him with the sm while smiling with that, like that playful, what am I going to do with you? Look like, oh, you, what am I going to do with you? You that, scam. <laughs> you, yeah. It's like that kind of loving, weird. It's so weird. Um, now we cut to Hugo on his motorcycle, leading the mom who's in her car up to his monastery. So how is he going back? And where's his motorcycle? Is he flying back to the? To, he's in the helicopter. Does he fly home, get the motorcycle, drive back to the mom's house to pick her up, and sh so she can follow him back to his place? Like the logistics. That's a lot of ways to travel time travel or travel time. I mean, anyway. Um, so again, also also worth mentioning that we've gone like ten minutes in this movie. With no dialogue, just music and sound effects. All, everything I've said that last that's been happening, no one's been speaking this entire time. Again, it's another oddity, cinematic oddity. It's so crazy, but it's and weird. Um, so again, now we cut to Hugo and the mom fucking in his bed. Um, well, it's really more like awkward kissing while Hugo just lays on top of her like a dead just fish. Just lays on top of her like a fucking blanket. Yeah, there's doesn't zero, move. there's no movement, there's no hip thrust, and there's nothing. It's, it's just still, him, it's, like the most awkward sex. Yeah. Uh, and while this is going on, we get a lot of weird camera shots of like the camera tilting left and right, spinning around, and zooming in and out on the eyes of all the mounted animal heads on the wall. And, like, the images are going in and out of focus. It's the most bizarre, like with, weird with thing. Like, with musical stings. Yeah. Like, music like, cues and stings. Like, yeah. Like, this is supposed to be, like, the sex scene. And they're making it, like, again, very horror, like, suspenseful. Like, it's such an odd choice. It's so weird. I know I use that word a lot, but I don't know what else to say. It's just the craziest, oddest shit. Um, it just has to be seen. Uh, and then it just cuts to Hugo. Hugo holding his this giant two-handed brandy snifter over a candle flame, warming, like warming up, the, up yeah. the drink. I've never I, seen that thank before. Thank you. I was say, I've never seen anyone do this. I've never seen somebody hold their like brandy snifter over a flame to warm like, it up. I don't, I don't know if that's a thing. That's something I should probably look up and see, but it was just so weird. I've never seen that before. Never seen it in my I life. I kind of liked it. I mean, it looks classy, I guess, in a weird way, but I don't know. All right, so, yeah, it looks classy in hell. I think, Aaron, you, you found, you, you looked it up. Yeah. You found something about it, right? So, to, to heat or not to heat. Many connoisseurs prefer to heat brandy in a wide, bold snifter before taking a sip as gentle heat enhances the flavor and aroma. All right. Uh, so, it's it's done. That's thing. Um, most right. of the time, it's done with pouring in warm water. But I guess when people don't want it to water down, they do heat it over in a flame. But interesting. All right. So it's yeah, legit. they actually have like they actually have like the holders for this too. Like this is a thing. Wow. I got, the more you know, we just had our educational moment for the week, guys. That's cool. Uh, I might have to try that. Get give me some giant fucking fishbowl brandy snifter and uh, a candle. <laughs> uh, speaking of candle, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, this whole monastery so far. <laughs> It's basically been lit only by candles and fireplaces. 
There's like no signs of actual power electricity in this entire complex at all. Again, proving my point that this place should be completely unlivable by modern standards. And many but of the walls are crumbling. It's, like it's just falling apart. It's still kind of sexy. Yeah. I mean, it's a cool place. Like this is definitely one of those places that you would do. Like if you were on a touristy visit, like, Oh, let's go visit the old ruins or check out this old castle, you know, that get tourist tour. So, but like, you're not, no one's going to live there anymore. They may maintain it for historical purposes, but it's completely unlivable. Um, he, anyway, he tells her he's going to show her something that only two people in the whole world know about, then takes her hand and leads her down into the catacombs again to the trophy room, and Conan's following behind him. But before they reach it, reach there, uh, a, there comes a knock on the door. Now, how they fuck they would hear this down the goddamn caves that they're in, I have no, is beyond me. I have no, don't think they'd ever hear that. Um, but it's just another impossibility like, like Conan's checkmate before. Um, so regardless, they go to answer the door and they find this older gentleman, maybe like, you know, 50s or so. And he says he's a doctor on his way to visit a patient and his car broke down. So that old chestnut. Um, and the doctor asks him if they can uh, help him out. He's like, hey, can you give me a hand? Uh, Hugo's about to just turn him away. He's like, no, I'm not going to help you. But the mom shows up and says, tells Hugo, hey, you should drive the doctor to where he's got to go in your car. Don't worry about me because I got to leave anyway. And she does. She leaves. Hugo asks her to wait. And not. And now is when we find out that she is also a terrible fucking mother. Because she tells him, look, my little girl is home alone. What? Are you shitting me? This bitch left her, like, eight-year-old daughter home alone so she could go get her pussy stuff like the dead animals hanging on Hugo's walls? Are you kidding me? Who does that? That's insanity. I mean, I know it was the 70s, but Jesus. You leave an eight-year-old home alone so you can go get your pussy pounded. This is terrible parenting. <laughs> God damn. So anyway, oh, the mom gets in I her car it. and drives off. <laughs> I have like odd respect for her now. <laughs> She's like, you know what? I'm a bored housewife. Obviously, dead, the, the father, her husband, is not supplying the penis that she needs. And, uh, you know, along comes fucking jet-setting Hugo in his goddamn helicopter and motorcycle. one, And she's like, oh, fuck yeah. Here's my daughter. Mama's got to get some. So the doctor asks Hugo if he can at least use his phone to call for a taxi. And Hugo's like, all right, come on in. He lets them in. Uh, the doctor comes in, walks past Hugo into the house, and walks off somewhere. Conan bars the door behind him while Hugo says... The cats are hungry. Cut to Conan shoving another human-sized sack into the stone furnace. Next, And next to the sack on the ground is the doctor's black medical bag, doctor bag. Now, it dawned on me at this point, Conan must have, like, superhuman strength because he's able to just slide this body, sack, body in a sack, you know, into the furnace with such ease. And, like, it would be so hard. And he's doing it single-handedly. It would be so hard to do that. And he's just like, whoop, in there. Full-grown human body would limp, dead weight. And at the angle getting caught in the lip of the furnace, like, he's just, like, tosses it in there with ease. Uh, you are picking those nits. 
it's just funny things I notice, man. Like it's, I don't know. Like this, it, look, it makes it look like the sacks just filled with straw. It's basically the equivalent of it. There's, but anyway, now we jump to Conan and Hugo up on the balcony, tossing up more gr grinded up Dr. Chunks down into the cat cage. Then it cuts to Hugo sitting on his motorcycle outside the mother's house again in plain sight in broad daylight. The husband comes home, drives right past Hugo, who's sitting like 10 feet from their front door on his motorcycle. Uh, and the doctor practically rams their front door with his car. It's, I guess this is a foreign thing. I don't know, but they seriously, they park their cars like inches from their front door. I've never seen anything like this before. I, like I said, it might be a foreign thing, but it's just bizarre. And the daughter and mom come out to greet him. Again, I don't know how they're able to get past the cars that are blocking them <laughs> in, but they do. Um, and like I said, Hugo is seriously sitting like 10 to 20 feet away from them, just staring at this family, stroking his mustache. The mom looks over at him. They look at each other for a moment, but then the mom just goes back inside with her family, and, and Hugo just sits there on his motorcycle stalking after him. And, and then as he's like, hmm. The, and I guess he wasn't expecting the mom to stay with his family this time. So I guess in his disappointment, he pulls out a notebook and he opens it up and we see the phone number he got from the other girl earlier that was like giving him hand signals. So like, oh, this bitch, I'm going to go get her now since the mom, you know, left me or is too busy. Um, so he drives off and we cut to the trophy room where we see the doctor's severed head in a glass jar next to the head of the blonde girl from the opening of the movie. Hugo enters the room, leans up against the polar bear, and pets its paw. And he's looking all yeah, sad. So like, oh, I'm just going to hug the polar bear and pet him. I'm so sad. She chose her family over me. Yeah. And he turns to look at his pickled head collection. And the camera zooms in on one of the, on one of the blonde women's eyes. And then it zooms in on Hugo's eyes and it goes blurry and crossfades. Yeah, and you get that, like, like yeah, sound effects. It's so weird. It's like so many zooming, zooming on eyes, dead eyes, human eyes, and blah, zoom. And well, that's, that's one of the reasons I thought it was like a Fulci movie because Fulci does that all the time. Those Italian giallo movies is so much about the eyes. Yeah. So I don't know if he got inspired from House of a Thousand Cats. Who knows? Maybe. Um, so it crossfades to a horse-drawn carriage, you know, rogue horse pulling his carriage through a pretty wooded forested area riding in said carriages hugo and some entirely new blonde chick so he's moved on again another blonde girl hugo looks even more like crocodile dundee now he's wearing his crocodile dundee hat with brown pants a dark blue shirt with his sleeves rolled up and a brown leather vest he's fucking going to the outback man i tell you what <laughs> Uh, next, we see the two of them shooting doves with a double-barreled shotgun. And again, I'm pretty sure there's no stunt birds used here. I think they were just murdering birds for this scene. Oh, yeah. They're oh, just yeah. murdering birds. Um, after the, and they're just exploding. They're exploding, they're just exploding. yeah. Exploding. yeah. Uh, after the Feathers new flying everywhere. <laughs> and again, in, in slow motion. Slow motion. <laughs> Uh, after this new blonde girl murders a dove, the two of them start <laughs> making out. Like, yeah, I just killed this animal. Let's make out. It gets me all hot. Um, so now we jump to Conan, tending to the gardens, where he clips. They make a big deal to show him that he's clipping this big white 
flower bundle thing. Um, Hugo shows up, picks up the clipped flower and says, no, Drogo, not her. And next we see Hugo and and, and the girl kissing outside somewhere on the compound property. Uh, Hugo tells her he's made a decision, the most beautiful one of his life. Then they make out some more. Uh, before he tells her that he's going to bring her something that he thinks will make her very happy. Hugo then walks off, goes inside, leaving her alone, holding the clipped flowers, and she starts wandering around the grounds. Uh, she walks around, Conan pops up from behind a bush with large gardening shears, like Bruce Beefcake style, clips some flowers right at, right at her crotch level. It's kind of like, ugh. <laughs> um, and she gets a little freaked out by him, turns and walks away, and Conan starts following after her. Inside, Hugo gets a ring, uh, ring box out from his cabinet. He opens it up, and we see the ring inside. So it's it's not like a giant diamond, if that's what you're thinking. Because, oh, he's getting her engaged. He's going to ask her marriage. Get a diamond ring. No, this fucking thing looks like a UFO from like a shitty 1940s black and white sci-fi movie that you would see <laughs> on like Mystery Science Theater 3000. This thing should be hanging on a string dangling from a stick off camera and accompanied by like the cliche, like weird like sci-fi UFO sounds. Yeah, thank you. Um, Hugo takes the ring, leaves, and when he does, the camera zooms in on a portrait of some woman on the wall and we see that that woman is wearing the same UFO ring. So it's a family ring, a family heirloom thing. We cut to the blonde woman running in slow motion through the forest or wooded area, being chased by Gimpy Conan, who still has a gardening shears and who looks fucking hilarious trying to run with his so, limp. It's the he awkward. Looks so happy <laughs> he too. does. He looks like he's got the biggest smile. He's like, <laughs> 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 it's, so, it's so bizarre. It's all done in slow motion. He's limping and running, gimping after, and she's trying to run away. But of course, he has on a skin tight, like mini dress, you know, oh, and she like, does, like go-go a, a, boots yeah. up to her thigh. So there's just like this little bit of a, you know, she's between black her mini boots skirt, and her black. Yeah, and like, like thigh high or knee high boots. I uh, love it. I love she it. She never drops the flowers at all. She holds on to those fucking flowers this whole time. And of course, she trips and falls. And for you, there's a few up skirt panty shots during this sequence oh, for you dude, panty lovers out those there. Pa- those panty shots, they're beyond panty shots. I mean, the roast <laughs> beef is going off the bun in this one. <laughs> I mean, you can see all kinds of flappiness going on in there. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I rewound it and watched it. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> some beef curtains flapping. Um, so she gets up, takes off running again with Gimpy Conan closing in on her. She runs into like a mausoleum or something, some like walled closing area, basically trapping herself for some dumbass reason. I don't fucking get it. She pushes her back up against the wall, and there's a quick cut of Hugo aiming down the sights of a double-barreled shotgun, back to the girl who throws her hands up and screams, back to Hugo who fires the gun, explodes another innocent bird, and then he cuts <laughs> back to Hugo exiting the house with the ring in hand. I'm like, wait, wait, what? 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 Huh? How does the timeline here work? So Hugo went inside to get the ring, but then instead of going right back to the girl who he assumed he's going to propose to, like, I, I got to go propose her. I get the ring and go propose her. He decides to take a detour to go bird murdering, which had to be outside. <laughs> 
He had to be outside to do it, but then we see him exiting the house again. So he should already be outside. It's this the continuity here makes zero fucking sense. Um, it just it, it why is he inside and outside and murdering birds? He should have gotten the ring and gone straight back to her, but he doesn't. It's nonsense. It's but it's wonderful at the same time. I don't know what's going on. Next is a shot of Conan tossing um a dead bird into the cat cage, but then it cuts right to him right back outside carrying the blonde girl's dead body and Conan is smiling looking so proud of himself as he's carrying his body through the woods we cut to Hugo back in the trophy room standing in front of his pickled head collection looking at the head of a blonde woman I think we're supposed to believe that this is the woman that was just killed by Conan but yeah, the like it was a flashback or something. Yeah, but the problem is that this head has been there for a while. It's the same one that they use in the for the opening blonde girl's head. Well, and that's yeah, a different that's, that's girl. What that's what I'm saying. I, I thought it was supposed to be like a flashback. I don't think it's a flashback at all. I think it's just a I, thought it was, I totally thought it was a flashback. They did the fade out and they did a woo music. But like it's crazy too, but music. It's a different girl. Like they're, they're, it's a shitty head. That's all it is. Well, the head's the same. It's a shitty head. But I'm saying the girl that just died and the girl that died in the opening are two different girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're different but girls. But they show the same head. Like it's supposed to be the same head for both girls. That's what's weird. That's what I'm like. Nope. The, nope. Nope. You're wrong. Um, they, they So the, the first girl, the one who got killed by, by strangulation, she sees the three heads in the jar and the yes. one that's empty. The one in the middle, that is the girl that they just did the flashback for. But you, they don't show her face. They show the face of the blonde girl from the opening. Whatever. I don't Whatever. know. It's, it it's fucking confusing. Maybe you're right. I don't know. It doesn't. It probably doesn't matter, but it's confusing. I don't know who's it. It really is. doesn't matter. <laughs> um, so now we go back to the mother who's in bed getting fucked by her husband. And he fucks just like Hugo, just a slab of meat flopping around on top of her. And even though she's a terrible fucking mom, at this point, I feel a little sorry for her if this is this quality of sex she's getting. Because every guy <laughs> just, just lays on fucking top of her and does Who nothing. Who knows? Maybe that's what she likes. But maybe that's what she tells him to do. Maybe. But at the same time, she ain't doing anything either. Except for oddly and awkwardly rubbing their back occasionally while she just lays there with them on top of them. These are the worst and laziest sex things I've ever seen in my life. While she's getting banged by her, her husband, she starts having flashbacks or visions of Hugo and all the mounted animal heads that were staring at her while she was getting banged by him earlier. And then we get more zooming in close-up shots of her eyes which then cut to the eyes of a toy stuffed animal in her daughter's room. The daughter gets startled awake by a black cat that jumps on her. As soon as the daughter wakes up screaming for mommy, it cuts to Hugo jolting up in the bed of another woman. This is the one that I think he nearly landed his helicopter on top of earlier. That wasn't the mom, but the different one he like landed the helicopter on. Uh, but and holy shit, boss! The camera cuts here are fucking amazing. So try to follow along with this. It's what I'm going to explain. It's 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 out of it's out of this world. Oh god! So we start. <laughs> 
We you're s- breaking down literal <laughs> shots, dude. Because the kind of, it's I hate you. If no one's gonna watch this movie, but you have to see the insanity of this and, and the camera work is like nothing I've ever seen. So we start out in the bedroom where he jolts awake, right? And she asks him if everything's okay, and he says, "I have a headache." Cut to the two of them on a brown couch now in like a living room. He's wearing like white shorts or a towel. And she's wearing this very fancy, elaborate white lingerie thing. It looks wonderful. Um, and he asks her what she's thinking about. Then it cut immediately cuts to her sitting on, sitting on a white couch. Hugo is now standing up across the room and says how wonderful. And she says how wonderful things have gone between us. Cut to Hugo lying on a pool chair, poolside, saying, you know something? I'm going to do everything in my power to keep you near me. The girl's now wearing a red and yellow bikini, lounging in a pool chair next to him. Then cut to them in the pool. She says, I really hope you can find some way to do that. To which Hugo says, all things have a beginning and an ending, and nothing can change the fact that life ends with death. At this point, the phone rings and it seems big. But break that shit down in your head. <laughs> I have never seen so many camera cuts and scene changes in mid-conversation. From one line of dialogue to a next, they change outfits. They change locations in mid-conversation. It's insane. It's bonkers. <laughs> but it's fucking a sight to behold. Who directs that and edits that shit together? What <laughs> is happening? <laughs> it's just wow. It wow. Anyway, the phone rings. Um, I just I can't take this. I don't know. It's fucking incredible. The, she gets out of the pool, answers the phone, and her phone conversation dialogue is comically bad. It goes like this. Hello? Good lord! Yes? How are you? I'm fine. Where? Wonderful. I'll be right over. That's basically the phone conversation. <laughs> she hangs up, starts to leave. Hugo insists on knowing where she's going because I guess he's a very controlling person. And she tells him that she has to go see the guy who pays for all this and to please lock the door when he leaves and then call me some other day. What? So she's like a fucking hooker? Like, she's like a sugar baby? to some dude? Some rich guy who's paying for all this shit? And, and now she, he's, some guy's paying for her luxury penthouse or pool or clothes while she's like banging Hugo on the side? And then Hugo gets pissed off that she's banging her sugar daddy? This is insanity! <laughs> this is the most amazing wackiness of all. Like, it's, a, it's so weird. I love it. It's fucking bonkers. Well, yeah. Who, Hugo's so butthurt by this. But he's doing the same thing. Like, he's banging all these other women and like, in the, I don't know. It's so wow. Yeah, but then he like doggy paddles over to the side yeah, of the he, pool. Oh my, he wows over to the pool. Thank you. Uh, the girl leaves. He hangs out in the pool for a moment, looking like finishing his drink. And then he goes over to the side of the pool where there's a white cat just laying next to the pool. He grabs the cat and thrusts it underneath the water, drowning it. And holy fucking Jesus Christ, where the hell is PETA? Because I know we don't actually see the cat drown completely. 
I really hope they didn't murder the cat for this, but they definitely hold that poor cat under the water for at least a few seconds. It's, right. It's crazy. Like, this shit's, like, if you're an animal, again, hard to watch. Like, you know that cat is terrified and is basically being held underneath the water for the sake of a movie shot. Oh, my God, dude. And this is Mexico, 1974. 72, yeah. 74. Yeah. I mean, it's, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, I, yeah, it is Mexico. Um, so then we cut back to Hugo and Conan playing chess again. At least this time they're inside and not on a domed roof. Um, but this time Conan beats Hugo. He actually wins. And then Hugo says, I'm like, good job. You're learning. But then it cuts to Hugo and Conan on the balcony feeding the cats again. Only this time Hugo is so butthurt that Conan beat him in chess. <laughs> he pushes Conan off the ledge and in slow motion, Conan falls into the hungry cat cage and gets eaten by the cats. <laughs> you don't see it, but that's what fucking happens. His butler beats him in chess, so Hugo murders him. <laughs> God damn, that's a sore loser. We cut back to Hugo in his helicopter again, going back to the mother's house where the whole family's out in the backyard having family time by the pool. The dad's reading the newspaper. The daughter's running around. She runs over. Uh, the daughter runs over to the fucking husband and just, and both of them, the husband and the daughter, look up and start waving the Hugo. The goddamn husband. Whose wife is banging? He was banging your wife, dude, and you're waving up to the guy who's fucking your wife. Like, hey, dude, how you doing? So happy to see you, dude. He's Lord Cuck. I yeah. swear to God. And the mom just stands there awkward, like, oh shit, like, uh, <laughs> like my husband and my fucking side piece are right here, hovering over my family <laughs> in a helicopter. Um, I will say the mom does have a very nice looking body. She she keeps her stomach tight, pretty good. But she is the least pretty face, uh, the prettiest faces of all the women in the movie, which makes it odd that this is, becomes the one of his, the object of his obsession. Um, there is another quick shot of a black cat that's eating the plastic head of the baby doll that Hugo tossed out the helicopter for the girl. Yeah, that was an odd shot. Like the head is separated from the body and it's lying in the grass, and the cat's like eating the face of the baby doll. It's. Really weird. weird. I don't know why a cat would eat plastic, but whatever. Um, so now we cut to a beach. The waves crash up against the shoreline as Hugo and another different girl are walking on the beach after some scuba diving. She tells them that she cut her leg on some coral. He asked to see it. And this quote unquote cut on her leg is just a red line. They drew on with a marker. Uh, it's, the worst, literally the worst, lamest, laziest special effect for a cut I've ever seen in my life. It's literally just a red mark line across her leg. Um, this quote unquote blood, after seeing this blood, Hugo goes into some kind of like trance and zones out. The camera zooms in on his eyes again and he just kind of stares off. He snaps out of it when the girl says, let's go eat, I'm starving. To which Hugo says, you go. I'm worried about something else that I have to finish. So he's obsessed with like, one of the other women that he has got to go deal with. And then Hugo just leaves her on the beach. She just leaves her there. We never see her again. 
We cut to Hugo and some another different girl now cruising down a waterway in a small fishing boat. Like, there's so many women. How he? How does he have time for all this? What is He's he Hugo, doing? Man. But He's like, Hugo. Does he not work? I guess he just lives off his money, like family. Because like, what is he doing? Like, he is this. I don't know. This is his job. <laughs> this is his job. <laughs> So they're going and he's small, like one of those like little green fishing boats, little outdoor out offboard outboard motor things, you know, one of those. He's just they're going down this waterway and that. He takes her out to this middle like this lagoon or something and stops the boat. She asks him, Why did they stop here? And he tells her, This is the perfect place. And she's like, No, it's getting late. I want to go back. Hugo tells her, It's already too late. I found the right piece for my collection. The girl looks down and sees like this fishing spear, like this three-pointed fishing spear pointing at her. She leaps out of the boat, tries to run to shore through the water. Hugo chucks the spear at her but misses. And instead of leaping out of the boat to chase after, which would make more sense, he, he, he takes the time to start the engine back up with like three poles of the core, spins the boat, has to loop the whole boat around to chase after her. She makes it to shore, and Hugo rams the boat, like, basically into the shore, and, like, leaps off of it right before it rams into a log or something. It's crazy. It's pretty slick. It is pretty, it's slick, pretty slick, but it's crazy. Um, the girl runs off into, like, the palm tree forest, and Hugo gives chase. Um, I will give credit to this girl, because she is pretty much hauling ass pretty damn well, considering she's barefoot through, like, this sandy... Uh, forest like there's no other like logs and rocks and stuff and she's barefoot and she's hauling but for some dumbass reason I don't under I I don't understand why she would do this she 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 leaps she dives back into the water what the fuck are you doing I don't get it so which because it easily allows Hugo just to jump basically on top of her and he catches her instantly as soon as she does that and he grabs her, strangles her, and then drowns her. Does like a drowning, strangling combination. She's dead. We cut back to the families, the mother, the father, the family's house. Uh, the mother and her husband exit out the front doors. Uh, again, both cars are parked just inches from their fucking door. I don't know how they get out. Um, the, the, the dad, um, oh, a second. Where was I? I lost my note. Um, they get in her car. They both get into her car and drive off while Hugo is stalking them from above in the helicopter again. The daughter sees Hugo and starts waving up to him. And then it cuts to a shot where we see the daughter is now sitting next to Hugo in the chopper. And he's flying <laughs> them over his compound. Like, oh shit, he just kidnapped the daughter now. He's going to kill the daughter. Yeah. That's my first That's my first. That's what I, of course you think. He's going to kill the daughter. Uh, then we cut to some shots of the hungry cats in the cage on meow and meow and looking up like somebody would be above them. Like, they, you know, like we've seen before, like, oh, shit, he's feeding the daughter to the cats now. Uh, and then we go back to the mom returning home. Only this time she's alone. The dad, the father, husband is not with her anymore. So he, I guess she dropped him off somewhere. She comes inside, starts calling out for her daughter. Of course, she's not getting a response. The house is empty. But that's when she hears the helicopter outside. So she runs outside and sees her daughter cl- like climbing down the rope ladder and she runs off to play. So, okay, he didn't kill the daughter. 
The mom then just stands there looking up at Hugo, smiling. And again, are you fucking yes. kidding me? Like, this guy just kidnapped your daughter in a helicopter and just then had her climb down a rope ladder, dangling how many feet above the ground in a helicopter. And she's just like, okay, you know what? I'm going to, with this look on her face, like, I want to suck that dick and have that cock helicoptered into my puss puss. <laughs> That's the look on her face. Not like, holy fuck, this man's insane and needs to be locked up. I need to get a restraining order and call the police. What the fuck is wrong with the people in Mexico? What is happening down there in the 70s? I fucking, who knows? Cut to Hugo and the mom now lounging on a giant pile of pillows on the floor in his bedroom. So she has again left her daughter home alone because the dad wasn't there. She has now for the second time left her kid alone so she can go get play porn star fuck buddy with Hugo. So, um... They're in this, this giant pile of pillows on his bedroom floor. She has the fishbowl brandy glass in her hand. Uh, he tells her that it's been hell waiting all these days to have her back here again. Um, and at this point, I do want to quick, draw a quick comment and um, respect Hugo's amazing pipe collection that we see. Because the camera pans <laughs> the claws. It's a dapper. It's a... It's an awesome pipe collection. I'm jealous. You're, of it. You, you, you were or are still, I don't know, a pipe smoker, though. Uh, I, I gave it up occasionally, very occasionally. I still think about it, but I haven't done it in a very long time. But I yeah, still, but there was, a t- there was a while there. Yes. You were smoking a pipe a lot. Yeah, I was a big pipe smoker, man. I had a pipe collection I inherited from my grandfather. So I, I'm still a pipe connoisseur, if you will. And I, I, I know it. You know, game recognized game, Hugo. I see your pipe collection. It's <laughs> uh, on point. Uh, fleek, if you will, is that still a word the kids are using these days? I don't uh, think so. Yeah, I think fleek died. Um, good. Yeah, very good. So she gets up to refill her fishbowl. Uh, he kisses her and says, "Let's finish what we started the other night." So he leads her back down to the trophy room through the catacombs. He tells her he's going to show her something wonderful, his collection. That there's only one person in the world that knows about it. So that he just—he's basically giving showing you know giving the wink wink nudge nudge to us that drago is dead or drago or whatever his name is is dead well she picks up and, on that and she, yeah the I'm, funny thing is like we mentioned before the whole place is lit with candles yeah. and fires it takes a lot of work and that, it makes sense if you had a servant who'd do that so that means hugo now has, has to, to get do, all yeah. this shit prepped yep. ahead of time yep he's gotta to have all it. those candles burning he's gotta cook his own meat now chop up yeah. his own bodies <laughs> yeah, he should have thought that one through a bit more. Right. Uh, but the girl picks up on that because she says, only one. The other night you said there were two people who knew about it. Hugo, at this point, he don't give a damn about anything because he says, that's true. There were two people, Drog- Dorgo and myself. But now he's part of my collection. And Hugo points to his pickled head in jars collection. The mom turns around to see it and we see Conan's head in one of the jars now. Now I will say the fake heads are actually better looking than the severed heads like than I thought we were gonna get in this movie. I thought they're gonna be absolute garbage. I mean they're not great by any stretch of the imagination, but they're better than I thought they would be, and they're better than some of the movie heads, severed heads we've seen in much newer movies we've done on this show. Yeah. So I will good. give them credit for that. Uh, and then the faces actually somewhat resemble 
the people they were supposed to belong to. Right? Yeah. They don't, they're not like drastically like comically off, which has been a big problem with some other movies. So anyway, the mom, she never screams. She doesn't like, there's like five heads in jars and she doesn't scream, but she's clearly terrified. Now Hugo starts to approach her. Uh, she throws the giant brandy sniffer in his face, which shatters and leaves a large cut on Hugo's cheek. I fucking love it. I love that part because she throws it like into the camera. It's like, yeah. right. It's like almost like a POV shot. Yes. And, uh, but it's, it's just so funny because like, that's a great move. You have this giant piece of glass, you know, like it's going to break and shatter. And it was like so funny to see it used as a weapon. Yeah. Uh, so the, mom- I wish you would have finished it though. I wish you would have been like, gulp, smack. No, yeah, there's still like brandy in it when uh, she when she throws it at him. Yeah, that would have been so awesome if she was like, "Fuck you, nope." <laughs> I'm, dr- I'm drinking your wine first. I'm drinking your booze, and then I'm gonna <laughs> throw it at you. Uh, the mom takes off running. Hugo chases after. They end up in the large room with the cat cage. The mom grabs a giant, like, ancient spear that's just casually leaning up in the corner. It's almost not a, like a halberd. Yeah, yeah, it's not quite how it's a legit spear. Uh, but yeah. it's that it's like an eight foot spear so like set, six, seven foot. yeah i mean it's not on a rack it's not on a display case it's just like it's casually just like leaning in the, the corner like like a broom like you put a broom <laughs> in a corner it's just this giant antique spear that's probably should be in a museum worth a lot of money she picks it up she throws it at hugo but misses however the spear hits the cat cage and punctures the fence which allows all the hungry hungry cats to escape uh, Hugo continues to chase her through the ruins of the monastery. He finally catches catches her. She tries to fight him off, but can't. And he drags her all the way back down to his trophy room. Keep in mind, he catches her like outside somewhere. Like that's a long way to drag somebody who's kicking and screaming and trying to get away. Right. So at this point, all the cats are out of the bag. I'm I'm in cage. And, and, and it's so funny seeing the cats like cram out of this cage. Yeah. Some of them are like, fuck you, I'm going to take my time. Just yeah. slowly walking out. <laughs> Other ones are like sprinting out, like, get me the fuck out of here. It's such a fucking mess. It's, ca- it's and because they- they're cats. You can't train. Like, they do what they want. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yes. So um, Hugo has her down the trophy room. She, he, has, he has her pinned up against the wall. When he hears the sounds of all the howling cats rushing down the stairs at him, it's like, they are flying. They down are the flying. It's like a fucking wild river, like a, a dam burst. Yeah. And it's instead of water smashing against the rocks and clump, you know, coming towards its conclusion, it's fucking cats. Yeah. It's a goddamn sea of cats just yeah. flooding down the <laughs> stairs. Um, so at this point, um, where was it? He he releases the mom as all the cats start leaping onto Hugo, and they, so many cats l- l- jump him. It knocks him off his feet. He he falls over a chair and onto the floor. He crashes the floor where all the cats like pounce on Hugo and start clawing at him and eating at him. And at, dude, at you this know point, there's people off screen. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm about to say. The, at this point, <laughs> cats are being flung around. There's cats flying all over the room just. 
and they're like, meow, meow, just fly this way, fly that way. The mom's trying you know, to hide behind this chair. Just grabbing cats and throwing Yes, I love it. <laughs> she, she, there's somebody throwing cats at the mom who's like trying to dodge cats, like a dodgeball or something like that. And uh, it's, I, love, I just love the idea, like, like you said, just the imagery in my head, like, Crew members all, right off camera just chucking cats at these people, chasing down cats, and grabbing throw one, another, throwing throw it. another, throw another cat. <laughs> um, and like these are all real cats. They're like, they're, so they're not fake. They're just like real cats being chucked and hurled at people from off screen. Hugo's lying on the floor, screaming, covered in blood and cats. The mom runs. Um, out of the room. The murderous, ravenous pride of cats chases after her. The mom makes it to the front gates but finds them locked. She struggles with the keys, but she does manage to get them open. And she escapes through a car, which she gets in, and she drives away. We cut back to the trophy room. The camera pans across all the severed heads in the jars as we hear cats meowing and howling. And the camera comes to the last jar, which is empty. That's meant That was meant for the mother's head. And the camera looks through the glass and we see Hugo dead on the floor surrounded and covered by all the cats fade to black roll credits. That's night of a thousand cats. Good Lord. <laughs> Fucking a, what a trip. Uh, God damn. So, <laughs> um, all right, that's, that's it. Let's move on to, uh, this week's favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. So the kills, really not a whole lot. Pretty weak, but uh, yeah, we already got to pick one. So where are you going, Warren? Where, where, where are you going with this one? I guess I'm gonna go with um, the chick who was in the outboard outboard motor boat and ran through the forest and got drowned in the the river or the riverbank. Right. Okay. That would be my favorite kill because it it is a good chase scene. She's pretty hot, so it's a nice, nice look at her. But it's, you know, the murder itself is actually kind of long. It takes a while for him to kill her. So yeah. instead, like we had that, we had that insta kill before, and this yes. one takes a while. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They got that one right. Like he's strangling her, he's drowning her, it's back and forth. He's struggling. It, it's pretty. That's more realistic. And then the first one just like insta kill from a yeah, scarf. So I think, I think that's my favorite kill. All right, um, mine. I'm going with Conan. They even go Conan yeah. because I just can't believe like he he pushes him off the ledge because he lost to him in chess. He beat him in chess. And he kills him by pushing him off the ledge into the cat pit, uh, in slow motion. Uh, so it just blew my mind that he did that. Like what? <laughs> the women I get. That's just thing. We said just thing, but he kills his own manservant because he beat him in chess. So I went with that because that's just insane. Um, all right, let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, so ratings gives it, uh, IMDb gives it a 3.8 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, there is no official thermometer score, but it has a 37% audience score. Jesus Christ. That's high! Like, for this movie, I was like, I was stunned to see it that high. Um, and Amazon gives it a 3 out of 5. Figures. Yeah. Plot keywords. There were 72 plot keywords. <laughs> a lot more than I thought there would be. A lot right. more. But um, you want to take a guess at what some of them are, Aaron? <laughs> well, obviously we have cats. 
Uh, well, uh, yeah, that one. I didn't. Yeah. Do we have beef curtains? No. Oh dang. Okay. Do we have Conan plays wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> I wish WCW Conan. <laughs> We have Helicopter yes. Playboy. Helicopter is like the first one. <laughs> Just Helicopter. Well, of course, you're going to have Brandy Snifter. You're going to have Helicopter. You're going to have Cats. Uh, you know, but what, what are some of the fun ones? All right. So we touched, you touched on this in the open because I would not associate it with this type of either. But, and oh my, so Giallo is one of them. Okay. But then you have Italian American Giallo, Mexican Giallo, and sleazy giallo, and that <laughs> that made me go, huh? Because I, to me, maybe I'm wrong, but to me, giallo was purely Italian. Like it was just an Italian thing. I've never heard of Mexican or Latin American giallo. So right. I that's that was weird to me. So now I'm even more confused about what the fuck giallo is. Like what actually classifies as giallo? Not just it's just a horror, a foreign horror movie. Because to me, that's what it is. It's just, oh, it's a foreign horror movie, so it's automatically giallo. Like, I don't get or it. It's that style where they, like, the eye shots, the the, the beautiful Crazy women. camera the, work. You know, a lot of violence towards women. The, can't, the type of camera work. I mean, I think that's always been, like, giallo-esque, you know? I, maybe, I get, okay. I just, it's so funny because we're in the horror game, and we're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, oh, <laughs> We, I've never said we are experts in the field. We just like no, watching we are the not. You, There's hundreds and hundreds of other podcasts. That if, if you want the real, legit, breakdown, serious talk, that's fine. We do the shit and we have fun doing it. That's what we do. Um, so other ones. Uh, this, one, this one came back. Psychotronic film. Psychotronic, yes. psych, psych, psychotronic. I still don't know what that is. Psychotronic. <laughs> I don't. I still don't know what that is either. But I love seeing it pop up. Um, cat tossing is a clocky word. Yeah. Ba- bare breast, female nudity, upskirt. Um, yeah. No panties. We didn't get a panties, but we got upskirt. So I, that's close. Um, I like this one. Checkmate was a plot keyword. Uh, and so was Bad Loser, which made sense now because I watched this before I watched the movie. Like, oh, okay, Bad Loser. Now I get why they put that one in there. That's hilarious. Yes. And Dead Woman with Open Eyes was another plot keyword. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of other, like, more common ones I skipped over, obviously. But all right. So now I didn't have any trivia, but you had a nice piece about the uh, character's name in uh, Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, actually, I have another little piece of trivia also. So, this, from what I understand, this movie was actually filmed and released in Mexico in 1972. Then it was brought to the United States in 74, but when it came from, the, from Mexico to the United States, it lost about 30 minutes of film. So, this movie was 30 wow. minutes longer. Well, that's kind of that. That makes sense because uh, this movie, right now, as is that you'll watch on Tubi or Amazon, is only an hour and two minutes long. It's really short. And like I said, of that hour and two minutes, about 60 to 70% of that, there is no dialogue, just music and Hugo flying around in a helicopter. So I can't imagine how much longer this movie would feel with another 30 minutes attached to it and what that footage would be. Is it more women killing? Is it better kills? Or is it just more helicopter scenes? I would throw myself into those fucking blades. I swear to God. <laughs> if this movie was another 30 minutes longer. Um, so I didn't write down the taglines for this movie because 
they're hilarious. Um, and we're cheesy. One of them is funny. I thought they were just crazy. So one is when the cats are hungry, run for your lives. Uh, you know, not run for your life, but yes, yes, you get it. Pray you have nine lives. And this one's just weird and kind of bulky. Alone, only a harmless pet, but a thousand strong, they become a man-eating machine. <laughs> I love that. I don't know why, but I love that. It's like 78 cats. It's not a thousand cats. No, there's not a thousand cats in this movie. It's maybe a hundred at best. May- yeah, maybe a hundred. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, The budget, I, I couldn't find the uh, the budget for this movie. I- I- oh, I found a budget on Wikipedia. You did? I did. I see- did. Okay, cool. So... It's flipping the script, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, uh, hold on. Uh, I don't have. I don't know where my budget theme music is right now. I don't have it loaded up. I didn't, fuck. Okay, um, I'll just do this one. Hold on. They spent how much? The budget game. All right, we'll do it that way. Um, All right. All right. Fuck. I All think right. this might be a first. This. I think this is a first. Um. All right. So, made in nineteen seventy-two in Mexico. Now, is this in pesos or dollars? <laughs> I think this is in bullshit because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> All right. Well, then I, I, that helps me. Uh, all right. We got the fucking helicopter flying scenes. That's primary of the movie. Uh, renting, a, uh, renting the monastery, some actresses, Miss Argentina, no blood, no real blood or special effects, but you have a cat, all those cats, a cat wrangler. I'm going to say one and a half million. You blew your wad. I did? Big time. According to Wikipedia, and I you take this with a grain of salt because I'm like, this is bullshit. $1,500. That's bullshit. Okay, when you said bullshit, I uh I I went you, over. I was like, oh, you yeah. spent way more. I wasn't going to the under. Because yeah. I might I was originally gonna guess a hundred thousand, but then you said oh, it's bullshit. I'm like, oh, so it's probably more, so I've been a million and a half. I don't know if that was a typo. That had to be a typo. Somebody left out some it ones. It says $1,500. I'm like, there's no fucking way. Maybe 10500 but there's there's no way that was 1000 Now You can't even get a it's helicopter pro- for I'm that. Gonna, I'm going to actually probably think that it was 150000 150000 Yeah, probably a minimum 150000 I was yeah. going to guess 100000 That was my guess before he said it's bullshit and I jacked it up to $1 million. Uh, Yeah. So, yeah. I would say I was 100000 I would think would about in that ballpark would I would make sense that I'd that'd be that. my guess too yeah. but yeah when I saw that I'm like well someone fucked up <laughs> somebody made a typo all right so uh let's move on to mortal combat Com- moral comment combat at the end of this day one shall stand one shall fall versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Comet combat? All right, so yes, right versus wrong, five stars versus one stars. So who will come out on top of this battle? All right, Amazon, 35 total reviews on Amazon. 35% of them are five star, with only 29% being one star. That's close. That is very close, and it blew my mind that I was that close. I'm stunned. 
So, excuse me, from Unrepentant writes, Night of 1,000 Cats is an obscure, under-the-radar Mexican horror gem that will leave your jaw dangling and mind blown. Hugo Stiglitz is the murderous playboy. is perfect. So much a must-see goodness. Five stars. Janet Halliburton writes, It is scary, gross, funny, comical, and cool and sexy scary. Live for any coil, scares, 60s and 70s horror films, especially from England and Italy. They are the best. Five stars. I don't know what England the England and Italy? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what that coil, like coal, C-O-L-L, scares, 60s, 70s horror films, especially from England and Italy. They had the best. I don't know. It's weird ass. Anyway, she gave it five stars. From Richard okay. Stachy. OMG, I love this movie. I don't know why the guy has a room full of cats, but who cares? He's a creepy rich guy that stalk woman in a helicopter. Oh, no. Stalk woman on a helicopter. Yes, he stalks them while flying, so a room of cats is typical for his craziness. I love the story and wish there was more like this, or maybe something I could be rewriting in the near future. Five stars. Also, Movie Guy chimes in on this one again. Oh, shit. Uh, he wrote a very long-winded thing where basically just basically just wrote about the entire movie from start to finish. So I skipped almost all of it and wrote just uh, focused on his last paragraph. Um, Hugh, uh, he basically Hugo cruises the city in his helicopter looking for chicks the way a teen cruises the town in an old Ford. For mental stimulation, Hugo plays Drogo in chess, and I don't think either one knows how to knows anything about the game. With four badly placed black pieces on the board, Hugo's able to checkmate Dorgo, who has at least four more moves to get out of it. And once in, Hugo tosses a rope ladder out of his helicopter, expecting a woman to just climb on in. What I really enjoyed were the muscle machines everyone drove in this film. To be honest, I have never seen a pride of kittens hunt and kill in a pact. Just an amazing movie all around. Five star on the Mystery Science Theater 3000 scale. Sex, brief nudity, Crystal Linder, warning, do not attempt to watch unless in an altered state to be viewed by experienced illicit material users only. <laughs> Five stars. That's funny. Yeah. All right, moving on to one stars. Elizabeth Staggs writes, it was horrible. Couldn't watch, after, couldn't watch after I first saw how they handled the cats and how they were contained. One star. Lindsay P., this was boring and awful movie. One star. From Jasmine Smith. I wonder what they did to the cats in the making of this movie. Doesn't seem like it could have been good. <laughs> One star. <laughs> Sean D. The 70s produced some of the worst movies in existence, and this is a private example. One star. And lastly, from Brian Fowler. Quite literally, the worst movie ever made. One star. So that's what other people had to say. Who's winning this? What side of the of the fight are you you on, Aaron? Where are you at on this? I'm kind of torn on this one. I mean, at the end of the day, the movie is seventy percent fluff and bullshit <laughs> shots, and just yes, padded <laughs> like a fucking drag queen. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's fucking insane how much bullshit is crammed in this movie and how little plot or dialogue there actually is. There's no character development. There's no, like, hardly a sense of classical entertainment tropes in this movie at all. I know. It's so it's a bizarre 
piece of cinematic history. It's it's, it's a one of a kind. I'll say that. It's. But I kind of love it. I'm like, I got done watching it. I'm like, what the fuck was that piece of shit I just watched? <laughs> I kind of want to watch it again. You know, <laughs> it's only an hour. I, I want. <laughs> And that's that's probably the saving grace. That's probably what saves it, is that it's only an hour. And I honestly think if I did see the unedited version, I'd probably be like, "Fuck this movie, I can't," because it it takes you just to that edge, you know. And it has it has a nice little finale, but it takes you to the edge of just being like, "Fuck this movie." But there's so much. Their filler is so weird. Yes, that's so right. Yes. So bad. It, I'm just going to say, man, I kind of like say it. it. Say I'm it. on the say I'm it. on the side of good. I'm going to say so bad it's yes. good. All right. <laughs> I never thought you were going to come around on this movie. Um, I'm going a hundred percent or should I say a thousand percent so bad. It's good. This movie. And I never thought when I saw this movie, when you gave me that DVD box, I never watched. I was like, this is going to be one of the worst movies ever. It's gotta be, I can't, it's going to be terrible. I well, watched it, it and it is, it's terrible, but God damn in the most fun, bizarre and perfect way. Uh, so many things to say. First of all, Yes, it's only an hour long and it is a saving grace. And you were talking about how there's so much fluffer and scenes. There's so little dialogue. Here's my neuron. You know how I count things, right? And and, 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 and weird things. I Here's counted every line of dialogue in this movie. There were only 74 lines of dialogue. There's more dialogue in silent movies than this movie has. Could you, I mean, it's insane. I have, could you imagine watching like an Avengers movie or... A Friday 13th movies and there's like 70 lines of dialogue and so that it, it's nonsense it's unheard of and there's more dialogue in like a 10 minute or or, or we'll say 15 20 minute episode of your favorite sitcom than in this movie it's you, it blows my mind I I love how you count everything well we've got to be on the spectrum man <laughs> counting all this stuff I've got to know I've got to know <laughs> But that said, like, and the filler, but if the filler wasn't so bizarre and crazy and like the camera work, it just, I couldn't stop watching. Like I was watching, it was blown away with like a grin on my face at how bizarre and weird the choices this movie makes. The dialogue is spoken so oddly and so spaced out. It just, it's like nothing I've ever seen. And that one shot, that one scene I try to explain down where they're cutting, where it's cut, 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 and they're changing locations and cuts mid-dialogue, mid-sentence sometimes, is unheard of. It, I was like, oh my God, this is insane. I can't, I, I loved it. I would, I've watched this, I think, three times this week. Yeah. Um, I highly recommend you guys take an hour out of your day. Find it on Tubi. If, you're, if you don't want to do Tubi, Spend a two or three dollars, rent it on Amazon, and watch an hour of it. Just it's an hour, but my god, it's insane! So bad, it's good a hundred thousand percent. It, you gotta watch this to exp fully experience this movie. Uh, I never thought in my life I would say that. I shock myself at that, but I here I am, and I, I will stand by that. I know uh, Nachos and, and Cincinnati Jeff are probably the exact opposite. Uh, we were briefly talking about this the other day, and I think they are on the opposite boat we are, but fuck it. I recommend this movie a thousand percent, and maybe if they listen to this, they'll uh, change their mind, but I recommend you guys go out and watch it. So I think that's going to do it for us this yeah. week. Um, 
Thank you very much, guys, for listening. We appreciate you. Love you. You can check us out, you know, Facebook, Instagram, all that shit. Um, if you're still listening, if you feel like supporting us, I'd love, we really appreciate it. Uh, we do have a Patreon page where you can help support the show. Uh, I won't lie. I have been very lax on that lately with um, trying to get more tiers and better rewards. But any little help you guys can give us is much needed and appreciated. Everything helps. Um, I, I think that's it. I don't have anything else. Aaron, you got anything else you want to say this week? Well, I should be back in studio next week. Yes, thank God. Hopefully, yeah. I won't have to worry about all these sound issues I'm having, trying to balance everything out. Um, yeah, I can't so wait to get I, you back in here. If, if everything goes according to plan, I should be in studio next week. So pretty exciting. Um, I don't no know if you have a movie shit. plan, but I got an idea. I got an idea of what I'd like to do. Oh, we'll talk. I did have one idea. I did have one movie planned, uh, or was thinking about it, but nothing set in stone yet. So we can talk Ooh. about that. We can talk about that. All right, cool, cool, um, cool. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I honestly, I'm feeling worse now. I'm feeling like shit. <laughs> My bones feel like glass. Um, yeah, I'm gonna wrap it up though. I'm just take a fucking nap. All right, well, we're wrapping up, guys. Thanks for listening, and you know what to do in the meantime. Remember to watch more horror movies and always keep it tight. <laughs> <laughs>